Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hi, this is Blake Lindsay. We certainly do want to welcome you to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. We're glad you're here. Remember the first time you heard Zig and how his words of wisdom had such a positive impact on your personal, family, and business life? Wouldn't it be awesome if every soldier, I'm talking airman, marine, sailor, and coastie serving our country, could have unlimited access to all of Zig's audio and video material, anytime, anywhere? With your help, this dream is indeed possible. For less than $15, you and Zig will impact the lives of our military members and their families around the world by giving them complete access to the new online Ziggler Vault. The Ziggler Vault is the online library of all of Zig's greatest audio and video programs, including his most famous bestsellers, as well as his all-time classics. If Zig's message of hope and encouragement has made a positive difference in your life, now you can help change the lives of 15 American military members when you subscribe to the Ziggler Vault. To learn more about how you can encourage our military, please go to Ziggler.com or you can call me. Blake Lindsay, here's my number, 972-383-3268. Please do it now. Last week in the podcast, we learned from Brian Flanagan about four different behavioral styles. The dominant style, or D style, is the fast pace or bottom line type of person. The I style, or influencer, is someone who is people-oriented and likes to socialize. The S or steady style is the loyal, family-oriented person. And the C or competent style is the precise, accurate, detailed person. Let's listen to Brian Flanagan as he continues to teach us how to use this information. If you can determine another's behavior, you have the opportunity to, to devise a strategy which will allow you to, to throw different pitches to different batters. And the word pitch is a positive term there. I'm not derogatory with pitch. In other words, throw different deliveries different presentations, different strategies on structuring the sales call, presenting the, even asking questions on the sales call. This will allow you to do this more effectively. I would like you to check off five boxes. So go to the center of that page where it says observe behavior. Smack dab center of the page, it says observed behavior. Put a star or a check mark by that rectangle. Go up the page at the top of that column, you'll see an elongated rectangle without going. If you would check off that box. At the bottom of the page, reserve, check off that box. All right, go back to the center where you have observed behavior. If you'll go to the left, you'll see in the left-hand column, I'm sorry, the left-hand margin, task. Elongated rectangle with task written in it. And then go all the way across to the right-hand margin and you will see the word people. Some of the styles are more outgoing and active, some of the styles are more reserved and shy. Some of the styles are more people-oriented, some of the styles are more task-oriented. Let's practice with me. You've known me for a couple of modules now, so let's determine if I were your client, if I were your client, what style would I be based on my behavior? Not based on my business card, not based on the title on my business card, but by my behavior. So let's take a look. Let's practice with me. Go to the center of the page where it says observe behavior. Based on Brian Flanagan's observed behavior, is my behavior more outgoing and active? If it were, you would go up. Or is my behavior more reserved? If it were, you would go down. What do you think? Okay, lucky guess. That's a lucky guess. Good, you got that one. Which two styles have you, in effect, eliminated? I am not a C. I'm not an S. You've eliminated those two styles. 
Going up the page, let's see what style I am. The first question, there are three questions above the midline there. It's asking, is Brian a relator to others, a director of others, or both? It's really asking three questions. Am I a relator? Am I a director? Or do you see me do both behaviors? Okay, you said both. So now you need to go to the top line, and this will be the tie-breaking question. Is Brian more concerned with getting the results he wants, or am I more concerned with persuading and impressing others to get my results? I'm a high I with a D backup. I have very little C. I told you earlier, when my bank book doesn't balance, I change banks. My S is my third backup. My C is my fourth. If you approach me from the C or the S, I'm a nice guy. I'm certainly not going to kick you out of my office, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to speed up the process because the C of the S is going too slowly for me and I want you to speed it up. I'm going to take the track of D or I. I'm a high I with a D backup. Some of you are the same way. Some of you are high D's with I backups, which simply means you like to get the job done, then brag about it. <laughs> I know who you are out there. So what you can do, you can follow this chart and determine somebody's style by taking their behavior through that chart to determine if somebody's more outgoing or someone were more reserved. If it were reserved, you would go down and ask, are they assessing, accepting, or both? And the last set of questions to determine if it's a S or a C, are these people more concerned with the quality of the task or with the cooperation to complete the task? And that's how you can use that chart. And I'd strongly suggest that you practice. In a workbook, you have a chance to practice that chart there by taking a client that you know fairly well, asking questions about this guy or gal, going through the chart to determine his or her style. Brian, time out, Brian, you're saying, wait a minute, Flanagan, wait, wait, wait. I don't always contact my clients face to face. Ah. Turn to the next page and you will see a list of questions and comments, statements that the different styles may ask, may say, may state. And that's a study page for you. The next page is a payoff page. If you'll turn to the next page in the handout, how do you communicate to the different styles? How do you communicate to the D-I-S-C? When you're communicating to the dominant, the upper left, you want to be direct, you want to be cutting to the chase at all times, get to the bottom line, and you can certainly tell them what and when, but don't stay around and ask, ask them if they want to know how. They'll find a way to do it. They'll, they'll find the how. Tell them what, when, and get out of their way. Cut to the chase with these people. Some suggested words you can use. Words like, we want to be competitive. We want to get results. We want to hit your objectives. We want to get to the bottom line. We want to possibly impact your bottom line. Those are words that communicate to the dominance. When you're selling to the high influencing, spare the details. <laughs> Don't get them bogged down in facts and figures. Have fun with them. Socialize. Show excitement. And that third bullet there where it says follow up, write these words. You've heard them before. It works for the high eye. Inspect what you expect. Because as a high eye, I'm going to have a tendency to overpromise and underdeliver. And you need to inspect what you expect with the high eyes. What words can you use? Words like excitement. Let me relate this to you. You'll be recognized. You'll have fun with our team. You'll enjoy working with our team as we serve, serve your account through the years that you have this installation. The people side is what you need to concentrate on for the high eyes. The lower right, the steadiness. Let's talk about the steadiness. Go slow and easy, earn their trust, answer all their questions, 
Underline or circle the word reassure. That's a big word. Reassure them that you're not going so fast that you haven't thought this through. Reassure them that their company doesn't have to turn everything upside down to accommodate your new installation, your new product, your new service. Be aware that you need to slow down to go fast with the S's. One of the great selling terminologies of all time is feel, felt, found. Feel, felt, found is a great terminology, it's a great phrase, and it's a great technique. It works very well with the S's because feel, felt, found is an empathy statement. You don't overcome objections with feel, felt, found. You soften objections with feel, felt, found. Mr. Ms. S, I understand how you feel that way. Several of my existing customers felt the same way until they discovered, until they found out how they could benefit, what advantages we had to offer. You're trying to get their hands from here down closer to their waist because they need empathy, and that's a great empathy statement. If in fact it's true, if in fact you can cite customers who've done that. Understand how you feel that way. Several of my existing customers felt the same way, yet they found the advantages of using our service, the S's. And when you're dealing with the C's, now here's what happens. The high I's get a little trouble here because the high I's want to go too fast and not be structured, where the C's want to slow down and have a process involved. Therefore, when you're dealing with the high C's, be prepared and structured. Answer everything, the what, when, and the how. Make sure you bring testimonials, not just lip service. They want evidence. They don't want emotion. And the biggie there, check off the biggie. Address the disadvantages early. Address the disadvantages early. If you've got a delayed shipment, if you've got a process that takes a little time, there may be a glitch in it. Tell them up front, because if not, the customer is going to sit there and say, why did he tell me that? Why did she not tell me that? And they will assess you. Be aware that you need to address the disadvantages early. Use words like the studies have shown, national averages, concrete specific. Don't get too abstract. Oh, the shipping charges are about $200. No, they don't want that. The shipping charges have been averaging for this distance from our warehouse to your door, $211.12. That's the average. They want to know that specifically. The next page is how to sell style to style. Now that's kind of interesting because now find your quadrant and read about yourself as you sell style to style. Let me put you in a situation here. Let me put you in a situation. My brother has a license to steal. My brother's been a State Farm agent since 1963. <laughs> he has got a license to steal. Now my brother, Joined the Marines because dad was too strict. <laughs> my dad was a D, married my mom, the strongest lady I know. She's an S. She's the epitome of the S. My mother is 87 years old. She works five days a week for this jerk, high D jerk, my brother. Mother is my brother's secretary. Now, he has two other ladies that work with him in the office. But mother is the epitome of the S. My brother's the D in the office, and my mother's the S. My mother doesn't like change. My brother thrives on it. In 1984, when I resigned from IBM and went to work for Zig, I picked up the phone and said, Mom, today I quit IBM. Monday I worked. I sought work for Zig Ziglar. Hello, Mom, you there? She said, what, son, you did? Will you quit IBM? Zig Ziglar, I thought that was a sewing machine attachment. Son, are you sure this is the right thing to do? Well, it wasn't until I called you, yeah. <laughs> now, my mother wasn't trying to steal my dream, but she thought it was a risk. She didn't know who Zig was. She does now. <laughs> so what happens is that she thought it was a risk. My brother said, go get, why, why are you still with IBM? Leave, go, go, do, do, do. Two different, two different sides, same office, same family. But you have to throw different pitches to my brother and my mother. 
Be aware of that. You have to throw different presentations. You have to approach them differently. If you can do this, that's the selling difference. Let me tell you what this will do for you. This will build your confidence going into a call. As opposed to some of you who don't like to call on a certain style, hopefully this will tell you it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with him or her. Just how it is. And if nothing else, it should build your confidence, your competency, and your comfort for making those tough calls. Let me tell you who good salespeople are. Good salespeople aren't the ones that have the most skills. Good salespeople are the ones that step out and swing the bat. And sometimes we don't swing the bat because we lack the confidence necessary to do that. This should help you understand how to do that more effectively. Selling to a wide range of clients. Understand people as people. That's what we're really saying. Now, how do you use this? First of all, slow down to go fast. Pick one style this week. Within four weeks, pick one style a week for four weeks, you'll have internalized each of the styles. Slow down to go fast with this thing. Understand that people, when you, as soon as you meet them and shake their hands, you can't tell their style unless to, they're to the extremes. Therefore, it may take you three or four conversations with this person to determine his or her style. Develop questions in your office. Here's a great sales meeting, everybody. Here's a great sales meeting. Develop a set of questions that pertain to your business that when you ask these people, their answers would start giving you and divulging their style to you. Here's one of the questions that we ask at the Zig Ziglar Corporation. Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, when you make training decisions, what goes into your decision-making process? Well, what's the D going to say? I want to do it, I'll do it. That's my process. Well, the I says, we know, I'll call some buddies, find out what they're doing, you may have a lunch with them. And that's the I. The S is going to say, well, we've done other training, so I don't want to upset anybody. So usually I bring a consensus in and make sure that's the S. They're protecting their people. And the C says, well, we go out on bid. And, and, they, and they do it differently. So find questions in your company that allow you to determine somebody's style early in the sales process. Guys, gals, selling is listening and asking. Selling isn't telling. Therefore, the more you ask, the better off you are. The more you ask in the right way, the customer's going to relax with you and buy from you more readily. That's the purpose of this stuff. Easier said than done, but once you understand it, it's amazing how much confidence you can get to go out and sell different people differently. I wish you well in that because I think that's a, that's a great tool that you can use. If you've taken this before, go back and find out where your files are, find that file and pull this out and see if you've made adjustments. Because this is not a new instrument, it's an effective instrument. And that's the difference. Let me step back and say in closing a couple of things. I believe there are two elements that are going to determine your sales success for the rest of the year and the coming years. Two elements. Number one, you need to develop a work ethic. If you ask Zig how he raised himself, where he was, to the position he had as a salesperson, after Mr. Merrill talked to him, ask him, and he'll tell you work ethic. He'll tell you in different words, but he'll tell you work ethic. And if you want to work smarter or harder, that's fine, but develop a work ethic. I watched my dad have two jobs, full-time at Exxon for 33 years, full-time for State Farm Insurance for 14 years. I watched my dad. My dad taught me, son, when the bell rings, you go to the center of the ring, you fight around. You come back, when the bell rings, you, that was a work ethic. I don't know if I work smarter or harder, but I work. The second thing that I truly believe that Zig helped me with as much as anything, other than work ethic, is this thing called faith. You need to believe in yourself, guys. We get beat up a little bit out there. We, need, we get beat up occasionally. Believe in yourself. Now, some of you are still dealing with this sales value conflict. Some of you are still not comfortable wearing the label of salesperson. That's hurting your belief in yourself. 
And I did this, and way back in the 70s, I had lunch with my brother, the successful one in the family. And I'm sitting there across the table from him. I said, Pat, I know you're doing your taxes. I know I'm doing mine, but let me ask you a question. How much money did you make last year? My older brother looked at me and said, Brian, I, I pushed the envelope. I broke the barrier. I said, Pat, you sell insurance. You don't sell envelopes. What are you talking about pushing envelopes? He said, no, I broke the barrier. So what do you mean? He said, Brian, last year I made over $100,000. I hate it when he does that. <laughs> I said, Pat, man, I, my gosh. I, Pat, I can't imagine making that kind of money. My older brother looked at me and said, Brian, until you can imagine it, you'll never make it. You need the confidence in yourself to step forward, look somebody in the eye, listen, question, and sell them effectively. Guys, you can do that. You've got the qualities to do that. I wish you well in that endeavor now. Let's go out and sell somebody something. Thank you very much. I want to echo Brian's thoughts. You have it in you to be a winner. You may be thinking, how do you know, Blake, you don't even know me? I can say that because I believe with all my heart that you are a valuable human being because you have been designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. You already possess all the skills necessary to be great. You just have to develop them and use them. I encourage you this week to make it a conscious effort to apply this information in your situation and see if you can benefit from it. I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to be back next week and also to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.